You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk about thrones and crowns. Thrones and crowns. Thrones and crowns. Thrones and crowns. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. Sorry, in Revelation chapter 2, verses um, 26 to 28, Jesus says that, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, they shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel. As I also have received from my father, I will give him the morning star. So one of the rewards that we are supposed to really, really, really look forward to is the reward of ruling nations. And today, in, in talking about thrones and crowns, um, I've arranged the uh, the crowns in in a peculiar order uh, because I've, I I believe that it makes a lot of sense if we arrange it in that sense. Whenever you do a research about crowns, you're going to come up with a very interesting list. Especially even in the Book of Revelations, we have the twenty-four elders and their crowns. In the book of Isaiah, we have various mentioning of crowns. And it goes on and on and on. But I want to focus on the crowns. So we are talking about thrones and crowns. Then after that, I will will use that to catapult myself to um, talking about adjusting ourselves and adopting lifestyles that can secure us rewards in heaven so so um let's head into the word uh francis and raymond are you ready when when we put when we quote the scriptures because we are i said it already this is doctrine it is always important that we we put down scriptures now so in first corinthians chapter 9 verse 25 last week we did look at it and it talks about how people prepare themselves in a race and whilst they are running they run to receive perishable crowns and how we as believers then in our race what we receive is what we call imperishable crowns of incorruptible crowns so he says that and every man that striveth for the mastery the mastery here is talking about as we said an olympic game as in the days of the romans because they used to have games like that so when you say that every man that striveth for the mastery is saying that the person is perfecting themselves in the field of activity they are going to take part in so whether it is a short put um javelin throw um what do you call it um long jump pull votes um very various various disciplines the ones that we know most is the the 100 meter dash the 200 meter dash the 400 meter dash and the relays any person any nation any team of people that are looking forward to going to the olympic games what they do is they strive for mastery and he said that if you are striving for mastery you are patient and we did talk about how people train the whole year just for two days of activities 
and sometimes for even a day, depending whether they qualify or not. He said that now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, a perishable crown. But we do it to receive the imperishable crown. So I I don't believe that the imperishable crown here is actually a specific crown with the name imperishable crown. I believe that this is a description of all the various crowns that our labors will, will give us. Whatever rewards that we receive in the earth, it will die. Sometimes we will never know. I am sure that in the days of Kwame Nkrumah, he was given various awards or various rewards by many, many nations, many, many, many institutions. But if I ask you in our time to mention any award or reward received by Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, you will not even know. I'm sure that in the days of former President Mahama and Kofo, they received various awards and rewards. Even in the days of former President John Evans Atamels, right? They received various rewards and awards. But if I ask any of us to mention any of the rewards or awards that they received, we might not know. So what they received in the earth was perishable. But what we are going to receive in heaven is imperishable. It is incorruptible. It will not go away. Wherever we go, the Bible says that our works will follow us. So whatever crowns that you receive that day in the, before the judgment seat of Christ, it is imperishable. It goes with us. It's like, um, it's like in the army. Remember, uh, in one of the rewards in the book of Revelation says that I will give you a garment. You'll be qualified to wear a garment, right? In the army, we can look at a person and we will know the kind of person he is. Whether he's a W.O., whether he's a private, whether he's a, a civilian worker, or whether he's a colonel, lieutenant colonel, a captain, uh, you know. Your ranks are displayed by your uniform. And for us, it's going to be like that for eternity. It's going to be like that for eternity. So he says that, another version says that everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So I believe that is my personal position. Some people think that it is a crown a, a specific crown we are going to receive and it, the name of that crown is going to be called imperishable crown but i i believe that it is the description of all the other crowns that we are going to be receiving so in the 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 the, the first crown i believe that we are going to receive when when we commit our lives to god and we learn the way of love now when i was thinking about this the holy spirit did say something to me that i would like to mention before i continue and he said that um love is the reason for our striving the, the your your attitude your your determination your resolve to to labor for the lord to receive a reward the reason must be love uh, now i am saying this because of the kind of things i'm going to say so that we don't get lost because it can become routine it can become business as usual if we go we we try to pursue uh, this agenda with with a particular mindset so we have to understand that the reason for every action the reason for every decision the reason for every choice the reason why you are going to apply yourself diligently to work is to receive a reward but it's not just to receive a reward but because you love god now so what i'm saying is that love is the reason for our work 
reward is the intention of our work love is the reason for the work reward is the intention so our reason is love our intention is to receive a reward so having said that i believe that the crown that we are going to look forward to is the crown of life now the crown of life is the crown that jesus promises to give to those who love him those who learn to stay in love with him we see this in james chapter 1 verse 12 and also in revelation chapter 2 verse 10 james chapter 1 verse 12 and revelation chapter 2 verse 10 in james 1 12 this is what the apostle james says happy is the one who endures testing because when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which the lord has promised to those who love him blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life that god has promised to those who love him now we see this also in the book of revelation right so in revelation chapter number 2 verse 10 revelation chapter 2 verse 10 this is what the scripture says do not do not fear what you are about to suffer behold the devil is about to throw some of you into prison so that you may be tested and you will have tribulation for 10 days be faithful until death and i will give you the crown of life be faithful unto death so you realize that the crown of life is for those who go through testing but do not de deny christ they learn to renew their love for god as they go through difficult times so the crown of life is for those who love him his promise is that if it is easy to lose your love when you go through continuous troubles and challenges and you don't seem to see the end of the trouble so remember in the book of revelation he's writing to the church in smyrna and he's telling them that hey you you are going to be put into prison <laughs> but don't worry <laughs> it's just for 10 days now remember the 10 days there is no it's not like literal 10 days he's 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 booing them a bit it's, it's a parable it's a riddle it's an enigma so the 10 days remember the bible says that a day is like what a, 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 a thousand years i'm not saying that they were in, in in prison for a thousand years but i'm just saying that the lord says that it is like a thousand years so it means that it is possible that you be you can't be thrown in prison for preaching the gospel it can't you can't be thrown in, into prison for doing good taking care of orphans trying to help people get themselves educated but jesus says that if if you endure this and learn to love me i will give you the crown of life so you realize that the crown of life is not for everybody but for only those who are lovers of christ especially who have proven their love through trials and temptation as i'm talking to you i think of a man like reverend eastwood anaba bishop darky what mills um uh, pastor uh is it adiboye i think it's is it adiboye or kumoyi i don't know i've forgotten which one but these are men who have lost their children and yet continue to preach the gospel and talk about jesus and still you know uh, one of the things like for instance assuming that god has used you to raise people who are dead and your son or your daughter dies and you pray and god does not bring them back to life what is going to be your attitude towards god but these are men we see you are still talking about 
about Jesus like he is the greatest God. He's he's the he's the lover of their life. You can see it in their preaching, you can see it in their speech, you can see it in their action. So the crown of life. Then we have the crown of righteousness. Now the crown of righteousness is 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 meant to be for those who are eagerly awaiting the appearing of Jesus, the crown of righteousness. So the Bible says that seek God's kingdom and its righteousness and all the other things that we are looking for, we are going to get it. But here he's talking about if you have an earnest expectation to 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 see Jesus come again. Many of us here on this platform, if we say that um, Jesus is going to come in the next hour, I wonder how many of us will say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, come. Many of us will say, we beg. You get it. So the crown of righteousness is for those. Let us travel first. Yes, you want to preach play mukakra. You want So, but there is a crown of righteousness for those who are eagerly awaiting him. We see this in Second Timothy chapter four, verse eight. You see this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. My people, are you there? 2 Timothy 4, 8 says that. Uh, I'm, I'm reading from the ESV version, so bear with me. He said that henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who loved his appearing. Now remember, I want you to pay attention to what he's saying. He said that those who loved, this version says that, but also to all who longed for his appearing. So it means that to these people, Jesus has come. Every day, they have that expectation that today is the day. And they are living their life that today I'm going to meet my God. Today I'm going to meet my King. Today I'm going to stand before Him. Today I'm going to look at Him face to face. And their heart is ever looking to that day. Every morning, that is the joy they have when they wake up. There is a crown for these people. So ask yourself, <laughs> is that how you wake up? Ah, Jesus, today cry, come, I miss you. <laughs> Come cry, I want to be in heaven with you. <laughs> hey, uh, nah, 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 nah. some of us, they, when we wake up, we sorry, uh, first then it's crowd. So it's for the seekers of the kingdom, those who are seeking for Christ to appear, those who are looking for the utopia, that blessed new Jerusalem, those who are always looking into the clouds waiting to see him descending with the clouds with the sound of the trump of the mighty angel those who are always looking into the clouds and they are wondering is this the day that the lover of my soul is going to come there is a reward and it's not just a reward it is a crown it's called the crown of righteousness the next crown i'm talking to you about is uh, the, the re- uh, uh, after that, I'll talk about the reason why I've arranged it. So, the crown of rejoicing. The crown of rejoicing is for soul winners or those who disciple people, those who mentor people. First Thessalonians chapter two verse nineteen and Philippians four nine. First Thessalonians chapter two verse nineteen and Philippians four nine. It says that for what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? Is it not you? So this 
Paul is talking to the church in Thessalonica and he's telling them that you are our crown of when we get to heaven the reason why we will be happy in heaven is not just because we have seen the Lord but it's because we brought you along to make that point very clear let's look at Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 Philippians 4 19 says that and my God will supply every need of yours is Philippians 4 9 Philippians 4 9 he says that what have you learned and received and heard or seen in me practice those things that's that's not what I said hey now I'm, I'm putting this wrong script down what did I write here oh okay Philippians 4 9 no that's hold on I have to I have to I have to check my notes but just as i was saying there is a crown of rejoicing and that crown i'll 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 find a scripture for the philippians and clarify so it's for those who win souls in fact the bible says that those who win souls they are wise so ask yourself who are you taking to heaven with you when's the last time you went for evangelism when was the last time you talked to somebody about jesus when was the last time when was the last time are you are you bold in saying that oh this is the brother i want to christ how many can you confidently say that i brought them up So there is a crown of rejoicing that will be given to those who love the Lord. A crown of rejoicing. Now the the last, the other one is not the last one. The other one is the crown of glory. The crown of glory. The crown of glory is found in 1 Peter 5 verse 4. 1 Peter 5 verse 4. 1 Peter 5 verse 4. He says that and when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. And this one is to pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers, those who are who were appointed as shepherds. Shepherds. Those who were supposed to raise people. Remember in Ephesians chapter 4 he says that and he he gave some to be apostles some to be prophet evangelists pastors and teachers for the building of the body for the building of the saints so those who diligently carry out their duties as apostles prophet pastors they will receive what we call the unfading crown of glory now remember don't get me wrong an apostle an evangelist a pastor is not just one that is ordained and is seen in church it is a calling so if your calling is like that you can be a doctor and have that calling you can be a business person and have that calling as far as you're able to dispense your duties accurately the bible says that you will receive the unfading crown of glory so the the crown of rejoicing um, i think um i'm reading the test now and it's it's more towards philippians chapter 4 verse 1 philippians chapter 4 verse 1 It says that for my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. So it's Philippians chapter 4, verse 1, the crown of rejoicing. So it's for who? 
those who win souls and then we have also what i call the crown of beauty the crown of beauty now the crown of beauty we, we are going to see the manifestation of the crown of beauty in the earth and in heaven in the earth and in heaven in the earth and in heaven if you read isaiah chapter 62 verses 3 and 4 it, it talks about israel and god tells israel that you are going to be my crown of beauty and he says that i'm going to change your name and the name i'm going to give you it's hepzibah and biela so he says that you will be a crown of splendor in the lord's hand a royal diadem in the hand of your god no longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate but you will be called hepzibah and the land biela for the lord will take delight in you and your land will be married let's add the verse 5 let's add the verse 5 and your land will be married and as a young man marries a maiden so will your sons marry you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride so will your god rejoice over you so i call this the crown of god's declaration of his possession now you remember how in the old testament concerning those who were priests god tells levi that levi is my own he has no possession with the rest of his brothers but i am israel a levi's possession so so my levi's portion is the lord and i will be their portion so in the new testament according to first peter 2 we are also the royal priesthood so if we truly let go of our lives right and we surrender completely to god and we identify and stay loyal to god as his priest then he's going to declare us in the earth and in heaven that we are his own possession in fact when we start reading from isaiah chapter 62 verse 1 i really love this scripture because it's 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 a very prophetic scripture when you start reading from verse 1 you realize that the statements that god is making concerning his beloved they are strong statements and i want you to know that if you and i if you and i will stay loyal to god he's going to make strong statements about our lives he says that for zion's sake i will not keep silent for jerusalem's sake i will not be quiet until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch the nations shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory and you shall be called by a new name that the, the mouth of the lord will give you shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your god so you see the contest it is god declaring that you are completely his and when god declares that you are his he gives you the crown of beauty <laughs> wherever you go everybody will know that god is with you the the human human beings will know that god is with you the spirit in the realms will know that god is with you and in heaven all the royal angels and the and the spirit of just men made perfect they will know that god is with you you know how it is said of enoch and enoch walked with god and he was no more yeah it's that is that is going to be your testimony that is going to be your testimony so there is a crown for beauty and that crown has a manifestation in the earth and in the heavens now the other crowns that we've mentioned the crown of life the crown of righteousness the crown of rejoicing and the crown of glory are crowns that we are going to receive when we get into heaven so it means that 
in doing or living as Christians, our focus is eternal, but we are also having expectation of being rewarded in the earth. Now, having said this, let, let me talk about what then is the lifestyle we should adopt so that we will know that at the end of our lives we can be sure like the apostle paul to say that i have run the race i've finished my course and now what awaits me is a crown of righteousness which the lord will give to me not only me but to all those who love his appearing what what will give us that boldness what kind of life this is my suggestion the bible says in the book of matthew chapter 28 that when jesus was leaving he said that we should go out into all the world and preach the message of the kingdom that we should cast out devils that we should heal the sick that we should raise the dead and that we should go and make disciples of all nations so to me that is the foundation or that should be the philosophy the ideology the mantra of every believer whether you are working as a priest professional priest or vocational priest and in your other career professions right whether you are a doctor whether you are a nurse whether you are in academia whether you are a business person the mantra of your life should be that the lord has called you to one raise the dead heal the sick cast out devils and make disciples of all nations having that mantra embedded in your heart written in your in your mind living with that philosophy it it, it should inform everything else that you do now remember we talked about the 13 rewards that we will receive from the book of matthew when jesus started on his sermon sermon from the mount and he begins to talk about all these rewards we will be rewarded for enduring and persevering will be rewarded for fasting will be rewarded for praying will be rewarded for for all manner of things for enduring insults all these things should be informed by that ability that we why 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 should you pray for your enemies and those who are hurting you why should you constantly pray for them it's because i will receive a, a reward but how can i pray for them i have to i have to then renew my mind to the point where i i, I, I think it goes back to jesus being the standard how does god treat me when i sin against him when when i do something that god hates and i go back to him do i expect him to forgive me and i'll say that oh but he there he is god no jesus is man we should we should know that that the doctrine of christ tells us that christ is fully man jesus christ is fully man and fully god so if he as man was able to forgive remember the bible says on the cross he was bruised he was beaten he was spat on yet hanging on the cross his words were father forgive them they don't know what they are doing so that that idea that love that dedication to love to care for people it's, it's, it wasn't just that um, Jesus was hanging on a cross. Jesus was also looking forward to receiving his reward. The reward was that when we read the book of Daniel, he says that the, the one who came like the son of man on the clouds, he was a kingdom was given to him. It was a promise of the father. If you pay the price, I will give you a kingdom. So in looking forward to the reception of his receiving of his kingdom he endured all manner of contradictions that's what the bible uh, the book of hebrews puts it he says that he endured all manner of contradictions in the book of hebrews he endured all manner of contradictions so you and i are also supposed to learn to endure all manner of contradictions how can a god who has commanded us to raise the dead and even use you to sometimes raise the dead see see to it and let me know you use the word see to it 
watch as you helplessly pray for a dear person someone you care about dearly and the person no matter your prayer the person does not resurrect we we should adopt that attitude where where like the the friends of daniel we say that whether our god saves us or not we will not bow there is a crown to receive if god has called you to pray for a person or a nation or a group there there are some of us we are ndc there are some of us we are ppp there are some of us we are mpp but assuming that you are ndc you are ppp you are cpp and even as mpp and you don't like the current president and god says that pray for all those in authority what should be your attitude my attitude is that remember the reason is love the intention is reward i am not doing this because of you i am doing it because of him the one who has promised me that if you will keep this attitude and if you will live according to this lifestyle i am going to award and reward you for it it, it is my work of faithfulness to my god i god is testing me and i'm also testing him now the bible says that we cannot test god we cannot test god but i can prove his faithfulness if god truly tells me that he's going to give me a reward if i pray for my enemies if i endure contradiction if i if i endure insults for his namesake he's going to give me a reward in, in the book of matthew he says that in the book of mark he says that nobody who has left father mother or, or, or brothers he said that in this lifetime he's going to receive a hundred times more so if you are a muslim and you are listening and by committing your life to christ your family has cut you off your father has disowned you your mother has ostracized you your your brothers your sisters have they have stretched forth their hand against you they are always working against you the law the promise of god is that if you stay faithful to me even though you have been disowned by someone in this lifetime i am going to give you many fathers I am going to give you many mothers. I'm going to give you many brothers. I'm going to give you many sisters. So the reason is love. I am, I am, I am, I am in search of a throne. <laughs> I am in search of a crown. The Bible says that the, 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 the sons of thunder, <laughs> that is James and John, their parents, they go and they go and have a small discussion with their parents, and they say that approach Jesus for us. We, 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 we know that he will receive a kingdom. It is not the one we are witnessing now, but we know that there is a better kingdom to come. But when that day comes, we don't want to, we don't want Peter to, to we, we don't want to be like Peter who is fighting for all the glory in the earth, always trying to associate himself with Jesus, trying to make everybody see that, hey, I'm with Jesus. And when the crucial time comes, he denies Jesus no we want to sit at your right hand and your left hand side there is a throne there is a throne jesus the promise of jesus as we read in revelation chapter 2 verses 26 to 28 is that i will make you a ruler of nations have you ever thought in your christian life have you ever desired that i want to be a ruler of nations you see one of the things i have identified is that many christians don't factor all these things in as the the first thing we will hear is that i want to be rich i want to live in a nice neighborhood i want to have a nice career and i want to have a very good pleasant <laughs> breathing bank balance I want to travel to this place i want to have a, a private jet you have never met a christian who has been asked what is your life ambition and his first answer is i want to raise ten thousand people from the dead i want to cast out 100 million demons from people uh, I, I i i i want to pray for two thousand sick people to to come out of their sickness then i, I want to I want to disciple 200 people that I can confidently and personally present to God that these are the people I raised. 
and I am presenting them mature before you. So as young people, if we are truly bent on working with God, then if we are going to have any life ambition, then raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons, making disciples should be core. It should permeate through every philosophy. It should permeate through every desire. It should permeate through every ideology. It should permeate through every choice. It should permeate through every decision. Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, making disciples. The same way you dream that you will drive a Bugatti, a Ferrari, an Aston Martin, a Rolls Royce, a Range Rover, and you sometimes it even have a G4 plane and you go to the extent of having the pictures of these things on your wall. Have you ever decided that I'm going to write on my wall? Yvonne's life ambition. Francis's life ambition. Reverend Augustine's life ambition. Light beings life ambition Raymond's life ambition I want to raise 10,000 people from the dead I want to cast out 1 million demons from people Ah, I want to I want to pray for people with deficiencies in their bodies and i want to see 20 million people verified miracle in my lifetime by my hand then i i want to raise i want to raise people matured strong before god Imagine if you are thinking like this. Why would you not pray? Why would you not fast? Imagine that you have a life ambition that before I get to heaven, I want to be able to give $1 million, $20 million, $100 million. Nobody will tell you to give in church because it is not the pastor who is trying to motivate you through coercion. I know a particular church, they have been doing church projects for the past 15 years. The project is still where it is. It's never risen up. Every harvest to roof the building of the church has been 15 years. <laughs> so when you are giving in church, it is not because the pastor is asking you to give. It's because you yourself, you have an ambition that, you see, David had an ambition. He said, I, I, I want to build a majestic temple for God. I want to build a temple unlike any other temple that has been built for any God in the regions that I have visited or conquered. And the Bible says that he labored for these things. And so he, he saved gold. He saved silver. He saved bronze. He saved timber. And when it was time and God said that, okay, your hands are stained with blood. You cannot do it. So your son will do it. What did Solomon have to do? All he had to do was just to build. Because all the materials for the building, including the dimensions of the building, God gave it to his father. He was just a builder. By you. We are building a national cathedral in Ghana. You, you have all manner of reasons. You have become so political. And national people are suffering and you are building a national cathedral. They are asking people to give to the building of God's temple in your nation. And it has not even rang in your heart. You have become a politician. And it is wrong. Social justice. Oh, really? Do you think that there were no poor people in the days of David? 
Do you think everybody was happy with the reign of David? Do you think people didn't have issues with David and how he was ruling the land? Even Moses, towards the building of the tabernacle, people were always complaining against him. You brought us out of Egypt into this desert to come and kill us. Yet when it came to the building of the tabernacle, the Bible said that the people gave so generously that they had to be stopped. You are stingy towards the house of God. You are stingy towards the work of God. In heaven, what will be your memorial? The Bible says in the book of Acts that the angel of the Lord appears to the centurion and says that the arms that you have been given is what has occasioned this visit. Cornelius, it is the arms. It is, he said that he had built a synagogue for the people of God. He was a Gentile, but he loved the Jews. He loved the God of the Jews. How have you proved your love? So you see, my giving in church is not because I don't care if, if I pay my tithe and the, I don't care about the pastor who is eating my tithe. I am doing it to receive a reward. I am learning to be generous to my God as an expression of my gratitude for his salvation for my life. The Bible says that the church in, in Philippi, they gave in their poverty. <laughs> because they were not doing it for man they were doing it to receive a better reward in this earth you might not be able to buy a g4 but if my giving will give me a throne and a crown and make me a ruler of nations in the day when my christ appears I will give my all if my prayer will give me a throne and a crown then i will pray my all if my fasting will secure me a throne and a crown then I, and i will i will fast my all if if my enduring insults will secure me a throne and a crown in the kingdom to come then why not rejoice when they insult me you see so so when you read the book of Acts and you read a scripture that says that they, they were flogged and they were asked not to preach about they, they were asked not to speak in the name of jesus again and the bible said that they left rejoicing having been counted worthy to suffer for the name of christ it's not because of what they were suffering it's because of what they heard in matthew chapter 5 They, they knew what they heard in Matthew chapter 5. That if we suffer and we persevere, <laughs> there is a reward for us. So they were beaten for speaking about Jesus. And they were left and they were dancing. They were rejoicing. Hey, today, when we went to the market, they lashed us 39 strokes because we talked about Jesus. Some of us will be offended. The reason is love love for my king love for jesus my intention for adopting my lifestyle for choosing to renew my mind for choosing to live to the jesus standard my intention is that i will receive a reward i am looking forward to receiving a scepter from christ saying that i've made you a ruler of five nations i've made you a ruler of ten nations me you 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 are you are fighting for breakthrough on the earth but i'm i'm, I'm fighting to be made a governor of a city when christ appears this is the reason people of god this is why you should change your behavior this is don't change because i am telling you to change don't change because uh, when you change people will like you no change because one you love god and you are honoring him by saying that you have 
touched me. The Bible says that he has translated us in the book of Colossians from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. I am no longer in the dark. I am no longer ignorant. I am no longer alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. I have been, I have become engrafted into the promise. My gratitude is to live for you. To present myself a living sacrifice. But my intention for being a fool for Jesus. <laughs> my intention is so that I, I will receive a crown and a throne. I receive a crown and a throne. People of God. I want you to revisit your life ambition. What are the five things you want to achieve in the earth before you meet Christ? And I want you to include that as part, the first five things you want to achieve in the earth should include how many dead people you want to raise from the dead, how many sick people you want to heal, how many demons you want to cast out, <laughs> and how many disciples you want to raise. Then I want you, the fifth one I want you to include is how, how generous are you going to be towards God? These five things. Write it down boldly. Write it down, paste it on the mirror in your bathroom. Paste it in your office wall. Paste it somewhere your eyes can look upon. And look upon it until it is engrafted in your heart and in your mind. You see, when I say that, you see, whenever we talk about raising the dead, casting out demons, healing the sick, a lot of people, their minds usually get to how pastors do their own. Like you stand on the platform and say, in the name of Jesus, come out. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not everybody that's supposed to do it that way. That is the way of the pastors. But maybe for you, God is calling you to be in academia. You are supposed to be a lecturer. You are supposed to be a teacher. Right? And you say that, if this is my calling, I will make sure that in my calling, I raise the dead. How are you going to raise the dead? You see, some people are born into impossible situations that only education will be their way out of that dead zone. So by you going the extra mile for that person that seems weak that seems impossible that seems useless going the extra mile to help that person to find a reason to get himself or herself educated by that dedication if you're able to spark the light of hope and that person changes their attitude and they begin to love school and do their school work and they go through JHS, SHS, the tertiary institution, and gain a job or create a job and become somebody in future. Because you were faithful to your calling as a teacher, as a lecturer, when you have raised the dead. You have healed your sick because their, their situation naturally could be described as sickly. Not only that, you have cast out a demon the demon of poverty the demon of illiteracy you have you have literally dealt with them look maybe you cook like my wife why should you do it if that is your calling why should you pay much attention why because we have heard stories as a pastor i've heard stories people saying that oh we gave this person a toffee and when he ate the toffee they became barren and when when we gave them the food and they ate the food they they, they, they became sickly so if a witch a wizard an enchanter and a diviner can cause havoc through cooking then you also see the restaurant that you have opened as a ministry and when you wake up and after you have done all that you are supposed to do you begin to pray over your food they will eat if anybody is sick and they eat my food the sickness will disappear cancers will disappear 
tumors will disappear. If demons are lodging in people when they eat this food, the, the Holy Ghost fire that is in this food, it will drive them out. So that somebody will come and stand by your restaurant or by your stand and say that, give me five CDs, 10 CDs, 20 CDs, 30 CDs, 50 CDs worth of food. And after they eat it, what they will say is that after I ate this food, I see that a burden has lifted off me. I see that a heaviness has lifted off me. Maybe you are a doctor, a professional doctor, and you are a Christian. How do you cast out demons? How do you raise the dead? It's by performing your duty. When you are able to prescribe the right dosage, the right medicine, what you are doing is that you are healing the sick. You are healing the sick. So my my calling is different from your calling. My assignment is different from your assignment. But they are all complementary. We are all called to the same cause. It is to heal the sick. It is to raise the dead. It is to cast out demons. And it is to raise people for Jesus. It permeates through everything we do. If you are driving, if your calling is to drive, if your calling is to sweep, you do it with it with this mindset. And as you do it with this mindset, the reason is love, the intention is for a reward. I'm going to sweep my master's house. I am going to sweep this office. And as I sweep, I, I turn my broom into a Holy Ghost fan. And I set a fire in this office. Demons that produce poverty. Demons that produce inefficiency. Demons that produce ineffectiveness. As my broom touches this floor, they have no place. They have no, no, no portion in this office, in this house, in this environment. And as you do this, you might not see the impact today. But with the intention of receiving a reward, you will get to heaven one day. And Jesus will give you a compliment. You swept so well that you swept. By by your sweeping for the past 10 years in this particular office, you were able to drive out 20 million demons. And you say, wow. I didn't even know that my sweeping was producing that result. I didn't know. I didn't know. Whatever your calling is, this evening i am here to remind you that the intention is love you see i'm not doing routinely it's not like i'm scoring points hey, hey, hey today there i'll do good five times so that when i go to heaven jesus will say that on the on the on the 11th of of october you did good five times and i i gave you no the reason is love it's like I say, sometimes you go to the grocery store or sometimes you stand by the food stand and you are buying food and you come and see somebody buying the food and you see that the person is in, searching through their pets. They are searching and you realize that, oh, I say, oh, Davi, 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 Mami, beans, you know, five CDs. Now, David Coconia, he also Coconia wants to say, David Coconia, why do you come in to be not say 50 pesos? And you are standing there. Why don't you just say that, David? Give this person all that they want, put their bill, add their bill to mine. You see, that day you don't know how you have cast out a demon. Because maybe if the person leave that place hungry. The person is going to sit somewhere and think, hey, today I couldn't buy food. And the demon will whisper, why don't you enter or break into this person's house and steal something? And they will go and steal. But because you bought food for them and their bellies are full, the whispering of that demon will become ineffective in their life. The reason is love. 
The intention is for a reward. I am looking for a throne and a crown from Jesus. I am looking forward to the Bema seat judgment. It is the most exciting time of my life to stand before the one who paid the price of my salvation. And he will look upon me with a smile on his face. <laughs> with his arms stretched out wide. Running towards me. <sighs> and he will call me my son and my brother. <laughs> Faithful servant. <sighs> How I look forward to that day. How I look forward to that day. To receive this great compliment from my king. Then not only would he say, come, come and share in my glory. Come and share in my joy. Come, faithful servant. But he say that this is a throne for you. This is a crown for you. And this is a scepter of iron for you. Become a ruler. I want to be a ruler of cities. What do you want to be? You want to get married. You want to have children. You want to go to America. You want to go to Canada. Hey, you want breakthrough. But what about the afterlife? What about in the days and the years? And it is eternal of the everlasting kingdom. This evening, I'm here to encourage you this is the motivation for our journey upwards. The reason is love. The intention is for a reward. To heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to raise men and women that can stand for Jesus. That is why for us at the Ingenious Network, our ambition is to raise champions and the more i think about it i realize that it should be that we are raising undisputed champions mighty redeemers tent dwellers people that will go anywhere for god people who will not love them. some people are in america they cannot come to ghana because they think that ghana is poor and they know that god is saying that come down Ghana and live your life here. Is that but we are tent dwellers? We are like Abraham. Ah, we look for the city that is built by the hands of God, and that is where we go. The city where the God is built. And we are here to raise it is a methodology to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. Basha da 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 da. Oh, the line is breaking. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is it better now? Is it better now? We are here to raise the dead. You are asking why you should change. Why you should no longer be angry. Why you should be forgiven. Why you should care about your neighbor. Why you should care about the random person you've never met. Why you should pray for nations. Why you should pray for leaders of nations. The reason is because you love God. You love Jesus. You love the Holy Spirit. You want to see Jesus take over all the nations of the earth. You love to see Jesus enthroned, King supreme in every continent. And also because you want to have a reward that day when you stand before him. Remember we talked about it. It's either your work is gold, your work is silver, your work is precious, precious minerals, or your work is hay or stubble or wood. You don't want to be wood, hay or stubble. 
you want to be gold we are we are going for the gold standard so whatever assignment jesus has given you it is time to motivate yourself to journey upward looking forward to the appearing of jesus looking forward to raising people you can paul said that my joy is to present you mature that should be your goal that when i get to heaven i can say that this one is my disciple this one is my disciple this one is my disciple the gold standard the jesus standard the reason is love the intention is for reward it is why we lived to journey upward it is why we live and do the things we do it is to heal the sick it is to cast out we are here to dislodge demons if demons have taken possession of your family of your marriage of your i i i i have i have confrontation since i came into this ideology i get excited where demons are because it is time to prove the power of my god I become violent towards wickedness because the light his light must i must by all means drive out demons i must by all means talk about his light so that some and all can be saved wherever you are wherever you are i'm encouraging you begin to pray in the holy ghost God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.